0: Welcome to the Global River Church Discipleship Teaching of the Week. We hope you enjoy today's message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit globalriver.org. Welcome, welcome everyone tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I want to thank everyone for coming um, I know Wednesdays, we are all here to partake of the, the Word of God, and I am pumped in the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. Was Sunday a blessing to anybody? Yes. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Glory to God. I am, I am blessed myself. Glory to God. The Word of God is power. It's living power. Amen? So tonight, uh, for the next uh, five weeks, we are going to be doing a study on uh, doing the works of Jesus. But before we get into that, I want to cover a few things real quick. Uh, we were supposed to have printouts today. Did anybody get printouts? I don't think it was done, so I apologize for that. Uh, next week, everybody will have printouts and, and the subsequent weeks. Um, sometimes I think it's a distraction, sometimes, sometimes. Um, it's not okay she told me <laughs> praise the lord um so um i received a lot of feedback um, which is very encouraging to you, you as a preacher uh on sunday so thank i want to thank everybody for the pre- feedback um and i was just uh you know thinking about what what the lord gave us on sunday personally and over the last couple of days of course Preparing for this. And the Lord led me to a scripture this afternoon as I was praying. Uh, 2 Corinthians 6.14. 2 Corinthians 6.14. This is just a preamble. And it ties with uh, what we discussed on Sunday, what the Lord gave us on Sunday. And it's going to tie to what we are looking at today. And what we'll be uh, looking at over the next several weeks. Uh, The verse 14, 2 Corinthians 6.14 said, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? New Living Translation said, Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. That's very clear. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? And how can light live with darkness? Now, I've heard that scripture many, 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 many times. I've read it myself. I've heard it preached. I've heard other people read it. I've always thought of it as an admonition for me as a believer not to be unequally yoked with a non-believer, like uh, somebody from other faith. And that is true. But the Lord showed me while I was, you know, just praying and meditating that, it ties with what we heard on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a book that was written by Dr. Randy Clark and Bill Johnson. The title of the book is The Essential Guide to Healing. You know, I've been pouring through that book over the last couple of weeks. And sometimes I read four books at the same time, which is not. I don't know. <laughs> but that's just me. Uh, One of the chapters in the book is titled, Unbelieving Believers and Believing Unbelievers. Unbelieving Believers. It's an anomaly. For you to be a believer, but you don't believe. That's why they call you a believer. Because you believe. (laughs) And our believing should not just stop with, Jesus, come into my heart, be my Lord and Savior. And that's the end of it. There's a lot more in the book. That's definitely number one. Don't misunderstand me. That's important. That's what gets you in. That's your salvation. But there are other things that God wants us to know. So I will encourage you, if you don't have the book, uh, go buy it. It's online. Go to uh, Global Awakening, and you'll see it there. The Essential Guide to Healing. It's a manual And it's a story of these two men that God is using mightily right now. And God is raising some giants. Amen. Some new giants that are coming up. God always has uh, men and women that is grooming for the next. uh, Because we are in a season right now where there's a changing of the God in the body of Christ. Not that God is killing people and, you know, taking them. No, it's because the assignment is done and God is passing the baton to the next Uh, group of people that will take it on. Praise the Lord. So I just want to point that scripture out to us uh, because sometimes, uh, many times, people hear the message, the kind of message that I gave on Sunday, and some people might misunderstand it. Uh, For example, I made some comments about, you know, I have my own company, you know, the Caleb and Joshua company. And I stand by that. Amen? You know, like the politicians will say, this, this message is given, and I, you know, I approve it. <laughs> Praise <Yeah>. the Lord. <laughs> this message is given by me, and I approve it. Because it's, it's the word of God. Because when you look at this, it said, don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. It means people of other faith. It also means unbelieving believers. Right. Yeah. Amen? And somebody uh, sent me a message, and he said, um, I was really touched by the message. And I, I, I saw a revelation that came from the message about the fact that even though you're a believer, if you hang out with the wrong crowd, it can delay the manifestation of your miracle. Caleb and Joshua believe God. We know that because God Himself said, These guys have a different spirit. But yet, the manifestation of their Blessing, That promise did not happen for 40 years, because God was punishing the people around them. Yes, right. Amen. Amen. So uh, that's just um, a quick recap that I want us to uh, take to mind. But our text today is John 14:12. If you open to John 14:12, praise the Lord, doing the works of Jesus. I put together um, an outline and a material like this that you guys should have had, but uh, there was something lost in, in the communication. But again, I apologize. We'll have it for you next week. Doing the works of Jesus. These are the words that fell from the lips of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus. Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believes on me, The works that I do, he shall do also. And greater works than this, he shall do. Because I go on to my father. He said, the works that I do, he will do. And even greater works. Lord, let's not worry about the greater works for for a minute. Let's just do the ones you did. Because let's think about some of the things that Jesus did. He raised the dead. The blind eyes see. The lames work. People receive the word of God. Salvation. Amen? Jesus is saying here, he or she that believes on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works, greater works he will do. Because I go unto my Father. Now, you want to agree with me that Jesus has gone to the Father, right? So we are in the season that Jesus was talking about because he said, after I leave and go to the Father, greater work, the works that I do, you will do, and greater works you will do because I go to the Father. So what we are going to do in this study is to first is to understand what are these works and how do we do them? Amen? How do we do them? How do we... Do these works. If you go, praise the Lord. (laughs) Yes, brother. John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Hallelujah. It's going to be some teaching tonight. From verse 7 to 13. Let's start from verse 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. Verse 7. If you had known me, you would have known that my Father, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Then Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and it will be sufficient for us. Then Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? And the words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me, he does the works. So what I'm trying to bring out is the works in this session today, the works. And then we are going to begin to unpack how do we, Begin to do them. What are, the, what are the things that it's going to take for us to do them? Verse 11. Believe me that I'm in the Father, and the Father in me. Or else, believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me. This is the verse we just read. The works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than this it will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask... In my name, that I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Let's go to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10, just two verses there. Beginning from 37 and 38. This is a very uh, famous verse. Most people quote this, verse 37. That word you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea. This was Peter speaking. And began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. Our God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Who went about doing good and healing some... Okay, I messed it up. Okay, and healing a few. No, no, no. I think I messed it up again. And healing the white people. No, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So we, I mean, that verse in itself can be a message. The Bible says God anointed Jesus of. That means you need the anointing to do the works. And then he it, it told us which Jesus, because Jesus was a common name then. Jesus of Nazareth. He anointed him with the Holy Spirit, and he anointed him with power. And Jesus what, was not waiting for them to come to him. The Bible says he went about doing good. What is good? Healing is good. Salvation is good. Deliverance is good. Being pain-free is good. Because Jesus paid for it. Amen? Doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. So Satan is the oppressor. I don't care how you slice and dice it. Satan is the one oppressing. Jesus is not oppressing people. There are some people that are going around talking nonsense about saying maybe Jesus, God put that on you to to humble you. That's not in the nature of God. <laughs> it's like God is working against himself. Right. Amen? If he's doing that, he's working against his, And the Bible says, a house divided against itself shall not stand. And then he pointed out that the house of Satan is divided. So therefore, it's doomed to, to fall. So all these people, if you believe that God put it on you, how can you pray for, it, for, you, for him to get it off of you? That's the first thing you have to get off of your belief system. God did not put sickness on you. God did not put pain on you. God did not put misery on you. That's the works of the devil. Amen. The Bible says, for this reason, the son of God was made manifest that he, the son of God, might destroy the works of the devil. So we know Satan has works. Jesus has works. And the works of Jesus destroys the work of Satan. The Bible says the anointing breaks the yoke. Come on. I'm getting ahead of myself. Glory to God. So we see it in this verse. Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. It's like me giving you a $10 bill and a $50 bill. You won't say I gave you two $10 bills. You will say, "I gave you one10 bill and one50 bill." So Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit, and he was also anointed with power. Amen? And Jesus told the disciples to tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. It takes power to do the works of Jesus. Ah uh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes power. We are talking about a a warfare that is engaged through power. Satan has power, no doubt. But his power pales in comparison to the power of God. So what we are going to be learning together is how to get that power and how to wield that power against the works of the enemy. Amen? Amen? So the first thing we have to understand is... God is not putting sickness on you. Amen. There are people that are saying that in the body of Christ, unfortunately. And there are many people that believe that. It's, 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 it's packaged bomb deception straight from the pit of hell. Because if you believe that, how do you get it? How do you get rid of it? Why do you want to get rid of something that God gave you, quote unquote? Your faith is already compromised right out the gate. So you have to believe that God is a good God and Satan is a bad devil. In fact, the easiest gospel to preach is God is good, Satan is bad. Just that phrase: God is good, Satan is bad. Yes. Amen? Amen. That's the gospel. So, in this in this passage that we just read, the Bible told us that God anointed another thing that I want you to notice was Jesus was a man, a God-man, anointed by the Holy Ghost. So, if because some people say, well, Jesus was operating and doing all the miracles he did as God. That's unfair. Because if Jesus did it as God, then how does he expect us to do it? We are not God. He just said here, the works that I do, you will do also. Meaning that the same way that I'm anointed, that I'm empowered by the Holy Ghost and with power, the same way, the same tools you're going to use to do it. Amen. Amen. So it's our prerogative as children of God to begin to engage what the word of God has given us. Praise the Lord. I want to share a quick testimony. So um, was it two weeks ago? Uh, I was at work and then I got a call from school that my youngest daughter, she was having pain with her legs. Every time she moves, it was excruciating pain. And she's seven, so she's not making it up. She's seven years old. So for the school to call, you know, it's not a joke. So I was at work. uh, I was in a place where I couldn't pray, so I just said, okay, thank you for telling me. Um, So they told me that if it gets worse, they're going to call me to come and get her. You know, that's just the protocol. So... But I didn't get any call until she got back home. So when I got back home that evening, she was already in the couch in the living room and sleeping. So I waited for her to wake up. So I said, hey, Faith, uh, your leg is still hurting? I said, yes, Dad. And you can see the pain on her face. So she got up, and she was walking, and you, she, you, she practically was going to fall. And the devil was screaming in my ears, church. The devil was screaming in my head, he better take her to the here. He better, you know, and, and that would be a smart thing to do as a parent. But I've been learning. You know, you know, it's not enough for us to read the Bible or hear messages and just hear it and hear it and just be full of knowledge and do nothing. Full of knowledge and do nothing. One of the problems in the church is we hear a lot of good messages, but we don't practice it. Only the doers of the word will get the blessings of the word. So I sat her down. She was laying down there. I said, and she was, you know, kind of on my leg like this. I said, Faith, we are going to pray. Do you believe that if I pray right now, Jesus is going to heal you? She said, yes, Dad. Okay. I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I command this body to be made whole. I command the pain to disappear in Jesus' name. The moment I finished, it was that quick. The moment I finished praying, the devil said, What if it doesn't work? I just ignored it. He's going to talk to you too. He said, What if it doesn't work? So I told her, Get up and walk. She got up and she walked. And that was the end of it. The pain left, the pain is gone. Because she said, Daddy, it's gone, it's gone. I said, Yeah, praise the Lord. Because it does two things it strengthens my faith, but it's also putting a seed inside her. So is that simple? Just pray and believe God, and that's the end of it. Yeah. That's why, you know, I've been, the song that we use for worship has been playing on repeat in my playlist. So uh, because I was leading the service tonight, I I sent it to the media team. I said, that's what we're going to use. In fact, I'm inclined to use it for the next five weeks. Praise the Lord. Is that good? (laughs) Glory to God. Don't tell me there's nothing that God cannot do. Sometimes when you have been living with your condition for a long period of time, you build some things around it. You've got medication to help you. You've got a way to get around. If it's something that has to do with mobility, you've got, you've got some way to manage it. And so because of that, you don't even pray about it anymore. You don't even believe God about You believe in God passively, you know, like, you know, like you're supposed to believe God. It's just somewhere in the back of your mind. No. You have to be aggressive. Amen. You have to actively engage your faith. You have to be using your faith. One of the things I've learned about faith, you know, I've been, I've been studying many, many men and women that are being used by God, that have written materials. I'm studying how they do it. I'm studying Dr. Randy Clark, Kenneth Hagin, Kenneth Copeland, people like that. I'm studying materials. Lord, show me. Lord, show me. I know the answer is here. And it's meant for every child of God. Now, I want to interject here. Doing miracles, signs, and wonders is not just for apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. In fact, the work of those five-fold ministries is to equip you to go and kick the devil in the teeth. Amen? One of the things that I found in my study, anybody know Todd White? Who doesn't know him? If you don't know him, go and Google him. The guy is radical for Jesus. This guy sees miracles every day. I read in the story, um, in the book that I'm reading, I think it was Dr. Andy Clark that was talking about him. He said the first year that he started praying for miracles and healings, he prayed for hundreds and saw zero. But he kept praying. He kept believing. He kept praying. He kept believing. And then all of a sudden, a breakthrough. Now, if he sees a few miracles a day, it's a low day. Glory to God. And I want you to know that one of the factors that will help you, that will make you to see miracles is you have to step out in faith and you have to pray in faith and you have to go out and do it. Every time somebody tells you something's going on in their life, whether it's a a legal issue, a health problem, let's pray. This is an opportunity for me to work my faith muscle. An opportunity for you and I to work our faith muscle. And we see so many, many ways that the word of God gives us how to engage. There's a prayer of agreement. You know, like the prayer that I described was a prayer of agreement between her and me. Glory to God. And I want to believe her faith was very, very strong. Because she's a, she's a child. Glory to God. She just believed. And that's what Jesus said. You have to believe like a child. One of the things that gets us in trouble as adults is we have adult brain. And our adult brain is filled with experiences. It's filled with a lot of disappointment. It's filled with a lot of failures. It's filled with moments in the past where you've prayed or you've believed God and the thing did not happen. So you have to get past all of that. And just see God, see Jesus. You know, like that song, he heals because he loves That's why he heals. Glory to God. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about you and I just believing Jesus and his words and just praying and believing to see miracles. Amen? Amen. You can pray for others. You can also pray for yourself. I shared a testimony here. Uh, Several months ago, I was walking out. It was in the height of COVID. So I I have a home gym. Inside my house, I've got all, a lot of equipment. So I, I'm pumping metal and all that. So long story short, I did it wrong. And Corey can attest to that. There, are, there is a proper way to do all the exercise There's an improper way that could affect you. Long story short, I hurt my back. And it hurts like the dickens. It was so bad that you can't turn. I have to turn like this. I can't turn my neck and the enemy, again, the enemy will always come. That's his job. So don't get mad at him for doing his job. You just ignore him. Amen. He will always come. It doesn't matter who you are. Ask Dr. Randy Clark. Ask Kenneth Hagin. He comes to everybody. Oh, he came to Jesus. Okay? He came to Jesus. So if he came to Jesus, expect him. If he doesn't come, maybe you are doing something wrong. <laughs> You must be doing something wrong. If it doesn't bother you, if it doesn't harass you, if it doesn't target your faith, you are doing something wrong. It's going to come. So let's just chuck that one as, where is the devil? Okay? What are you going to say about what I'm about to do? Amen? You have to step out and believe God. And don't get discouraged because you prayed for this person, you don't see anything. Many times, you don't see anything because it's a gradual healing. That's why you have to keep the switch of faith turned on. So I prayed. And three days, I got my healing. The pain disappeared. It was the kind of pain that I couldn't sleep. Pastor Bishop, preaching faith. (laughs) Praise the Lord. I could not sleep. But I just kept declaring the same thing. Just like the message we heard on Sunday, I kept declaring the same. Father, I thank you for my healing. I thank you, Lord, because I believe I'm healed from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. Meanwhile, the pain is shooting top to bottom, top to bottom. So the fact that the pain is there does not mean that your faith is not working. That's the lie of the enemy. He will tell you if, if, if you prayed and you truly believe God, the miracle should have happened. That's a lie. In fact, there was one instance where the Lord Jesus prayed for somebody... And he said, do you see? He said, I see men walking like trees. It was like 50%. This is Jesus. The miracle was 50% Pastor Terry. And this is Jesus. So if I pray for somebody and I get 50%, I'm in good company. Amen. I'm in good company. But we want instant miracle. Thank God for that. And we believe God for that. But don't give up because the miracle did not happen 100%. The minute you prayed, amen, glory to God. I didn't know I was going to do all of that, but glory to God. (laughs) The Bible says, so I want us to establish today, the Lord will let me do that, the works of Jesus. What are the works of Jesus? And what does it take for us to do the works of Jesus? I've already learned some of them already. And how do we get into it boldly? Amen. You have to get out and pray for people. Every time somebody tells you something is going on with them, opportunity, thank you, Jesus, let's pray. Amen? I have teams that, are, that I have responsibility for our work, and some of them will come to me and tell me what's going on with them and things like that. Almost without fail, I always ask them, is it okay if I pray with you? There was something that happened recently. Um, the person came, and they had something going on, And I just sat in, I mean, this person was crying in my office. So I said, let's pray. And I prayed in the office because is it okay if I pray? You know, I have to ask that because I don't want to force it on them. And this person is a Christian. So I prayed. And she told me that God is turning that thing around. I don't want to say what it is because I don't want to betray their confidence. But God is turning it around. Amen. 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 So, you have to step out. That's doing the works of Jesus. This is just um, to get us started. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. Guys, I want you to just applaud Dan. He's an amazing guy, he's a master of, master of everything. <laughs> he's a master of everything. No matter what you ask him to do, he's, he's there to do it. God bless you, brother. So, John 14, 12, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believes on me, the works that I do, he shall do also. That means you, Ron. That means you, Mary Esther. That means you, Teresa. That means you, Big Brother Dog. Amen? That means you, Corey. That means you, everyone. He's talking about you. Amen? I'm not joking. This is not just joke. I want you to see yourself in that verse. Jesus is talking to you. He's talking to me. Because we always think, ah, you know, miracles and healings for people like Randy Clark and people like those guys. And, you know, they have a ministry and an assignment to that effect. But things going on in your house, things going on in your family, things going on around you, your friends... God has anointed you and deputized you to go in my name. Amen? The Bible says we are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. You know what what, what we've done most of the time? We keep our light to ourselves. Not most people, but some Christians, they keep their light to themselves. Every opportunity you get, pray and believe God. We are going to talk about that some more. You know, I think it's week four, week five. where We are going to focus on prayer. Prayer is not just pray, 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 pray. Amen? Women in the house, there's a proper way to make a cake, right? For those that make cake. To make your special dish. There's a proper way to do it. There's a mixture. There's a temperature. There's whatever you do in the kitchen. God bless you. The same thing, seriously, the same thing, there are protocols, there are ways to pray. I just talked about prayer of agreement. For prayer of agreement to work, we have to agree. You know, I gave an example of scenarios, not scenarios, of instances where, and thankfully, it's only been maybe two that I can remember. Where I'll pray with somebody. When we do our prayer ministry, Pastor Terry and all the other prayer ministers will stand to pray. And I finish praying. And then I said, do you believe that God's done it? I hope so. We are not in agreement. When you say, I hope so, you are not in agreement with me. So then, if I have time, I'll take a moment to try to teach them to change their hope to faith. Because once you change your hope to faith, then we are in agreement. Because Jesus said, when two of you shall agree concerning anything, no matter the thing that they shall ask, it will be done by my Father in heaven. The key thing is we have to agree. If Chris and I are going to pray on anything, we have to be on the same page. If we are not on the same page, it's not going to compute, it's not going to work. That's why many times prayers like that don't work and people say, well, we prayed and nothing happened. Well, let's, let's look into it a little bit more and find out what actually took place. Did we pray? Did we pray in faith? Did we believe? And also remember that not every miracle or answer to prayer happens in the moment. Sometimes some things take a couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of months. And there are some factors that goes into that. If the, if the Lord gives me the opportunity, we'll go into what I've learned about that. So when you look at that word, works, that Jesus talked about in John fourteen twelve, it's the Greek word hergon, E-R-G-O-N, which means an act, a deed, something that is done to work, to labor, some type of business, employment, That which somebody undertakes to do, an enterprise, anything that is accomplished by hand or an art. So when Jesus was saying the works that I do, you will do also. And greater works you will do because I go to the Father. So let's look at some other things about the works of Jesus. Go to Matthew chapter 4. This is leading to uh, what we are going to look at next week. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. The Bible says, glory to God. I've learned to just flow with the Holy Spirit. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. The Bible says here, and Jesus went about all Galilee Teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases among it is the people. He was doing three things teaching, preaching, and healing. Glory to God. And we are going to look at some scriptures that Jesus gave his disciples. He said, go and preach. Heal the sick. Heal the sick. Wait a minute. I thought God is the one that heals. But Jesus told them, heal you. Heal the sick. We're going to look at it together. When I saw that, I was like, huh? We think we pray for the sick and we we do right but jesus said heal the sick cast out devils freely you have received freely give so it's almost like jesus is saying part of the work is for you run heal the sick i've deputized you you're a part of my body i mean think about it we are the body of christ who's doing the healing jesus if you are part of his body, isn't the same anointing flowing from the head? The Lord Jesus flows through you. Jesus is divine. We are the branches. So if Jesus, I'm part of Jesus, that means who Jesus is flows through me. And flows through you. So is Jesus doing it through you? Amen. So be bold like a lion. Every time you pray, picture the Lord standing with you, his hand with your hands, as you lay hands on people. Amen? The Bible says, and they shall lay hands on the sick, and the sick will recover. It did not say they shall lay hands on the sick, and maybe they will recover. If the conditions are right, they will recover. If you, if you fast there for 40 days, they will recover. If you worship for two hours, they will recover. He said, in, in fact, in that scripture, in Mark 16, there is no mention of praying there. They shall lay hands on the sick because you are a part of the body of Christ. Amen? So every time there is a sickness in your body or around you, you heal the sick. Amen? Glory to God. You heal the sick. You cast out devils. Freely as given. Freely give. Every time somebody comes to you, like I saw, you know, the church demonstrating that earlier before the service. You know, people gathered around the brother and praying for him. That's what we are supposed to do. Amen? That's what we are supposed to do. We are the body of Christ. The devil is afraid, but as long as we are ignorant, the Bible says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. They don't know what they have. And because of that, Satan takes advantage of them. They don't know what's being given, so Satan takes advantage of them. We do, my brother, we do. Glory to God. The works of Jesus consist of teaching. So teaching is part of the works of Jesus. Preaching the gospel. Preaching is proclaiming. Teaching is explaining. That's what I'm doing tonight. Explaining, um, you know, some preaching, you know, sprinkled into it by the Holy Spirit. And healing and miracles is, a, is part of the works of Jesus. And you and I, we have been authorized to go and do it. And it starts with you. When the enemy brings something against your body, you fight tooth and toenail. That's right. Tooth and toenail. No, Satan, you're not going to put this on me. If it takes me six months to believe God, if it takes me a year to believe God, I keep standing. I keep believing. I keep being I'm not going to take it. Okay. Let me give you a good example. I know, Ron, you like me. You like me a lot. Ron is a gentle spirit, loves God, is on the board. I just love this man. So I, you know, I gather a, a lot of trash for like two weeks. And I have, you know, four girls. So we, we make a lot of trash. But then I come to your house. Mariesta is not home, so because she's also another sweet, gentle spirit, loves the Lord, won't hurt a soul. So she's not home. So I, I you know, we visit her for like half an hour, and I said I want to leave, and then I back my truck up, and then I bring all the trash and I throw it in your living room. I know that the lion inside this man will come out. <laughs> Going to say, Bishop, you can't do that here. Yeah, maybe, maybe I can help you take it to the dump. You know, I think he's going to say that because he's such a nice nice man. That's what we do when the devil brings trash. Sickness, disease, all the bad stuff. He brings it into our house and we just, oh, it smells bad, but, you know, we'll get, uh, f- 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 you know, febreze. We start, accom- we start accommodating it and start, you know, mm, we don't really enjoy TV time anymore. We don't enjoy prayer time because the trash is just is sipping, is yucky. That's what we do when we allow the enemy to just dump trash on us, and we don't resist it. The Bible says, "Um, resist, steadfast in the faith." Say, "No, I'm not going to buy that, Satan. I am not buying that." In the name of Jesus. And it, it becomes even stronger when the two of you, husband and wife, agree. Ah yeah 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 When the two of you agree and say, no, we are not going to have that. Say, maybe you have money problems. And it's been like that for a long time. Then you find out in the word of God that you're supposed to prosper. It's not based on your job. That's the kingdom. You're supposed to prosper. Prosper means... Abundantly supplied. It doesn't mean you become a billionaire or millionaire. If, if that happens, that's just cherry on top of the cake. But you need $5, you have $5. You need $500, you have $500. You need $5,000, you have $5,000. That's what it means, abundantly supplied. Your needs are met. You are not in dire straits. But then, you, 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 you've been accommodating it for years, you know. Let's just, you know, make do, let's just make do. No, you begin to engage the principles of the kingdom, the principle of sowing and giving, and you begin to speak the word of God over your life. Amen? I believe that my needs are met. I believe I have abundant supply. I believe when the bill shows up, the money to meet it is right there. Glory to God. I learned that from Kenneth Copeland many years ago. That's part of his confession. When the bill shows up, the money is there to meet it. And not only that, you, are, you graduate from that to, Lord, I have more than enough to be a blessing to others. Because if you don't have enough, how can you be a blessing to anybody else? You can't even meet your own needs. How can you be a blessing to anybody else? You can't. So we need to understand that the works of Jesus is part of what I'm doing tonight. Teaching, preaching, and healing. Matthew four twenty-three. If you go to Matthew 9, 35. Glory to God. Matthew nine, twenty thirty-five. So we are just laying some foundations tonight. The Bible says, Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Now, what's the gospel of the kingdom? Let's go to Luke chapter 4. This is the manifesto of the Lord Jesus. Beginning from verse 14. This was shortly after the temptation. He was in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. The Bible says in verse 14, Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. And the news of him went out through all the surrounding region. And he taught in their synagogue. That's teaching anointing, teaching grace, teaching office. Glory to God. Luke chapter 4, we are now in verse uh, 15. And he taught in their synagogue, being glorified by all. So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. That was his hometown. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. He got the book, the Torah, and stood up in the church to read. And he was under the book of the prophet Isaiah. And because they, they are in scrolls back then. They are not put together. The book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place. Meaning that he's accustomed to where it is. He he knows where it is. He he knows the word. Amen? You must be a word warrior. The word of God is not just words on the pages. The word of God is God. John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. So when I speak the word of God, I'm releasing God into my situation. The Bible says he sent his word and his word healed them. So when you release the word of God into your situation, you are releasing Jesus into that situation. But when you release something else, you are releasing something else into your situation. Amen. You don't want to do that. So the Bible says, He found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, And he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who are in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So I want us to spend a few minutes on that. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. You need an anointing to deal with devils. Amen. Amen. You need an anointing to deal with Satan and his kingdom. You are are not talking about flesh and blood. The Bible says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. They are not flesh and blood. You need an anointing to deal with them. If Jesus needs to be anointed, you and I need to be anointed. So he was anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. What does that mean? To preach good news to the poor. What is good news to the poor? You don't have to be poor no more. That's my best English. (laughs) Good news to the poor is you don't have to be poor no more. Amen? Good news to the poor is you don't have to be poor no more. No more. Because Jesus has paid the price. Amen? He has paid the price. He has paid the price. He has sent meal to heal the broken hearted. So you're you are looking at healing, but you're also looking at uh, internal healing. Amen. There are some wounds that medicine cannot touch. There's, there are some situations that are going on in your life, in your heart, that m- no psychiatrists, no heal no protocol can touch but Jesus can and don't you tell me he can do it don't you tell me he can do it oh glory to god to preach he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives we glory to god time is running Uh, The recovery of sight to the blind. So the recovery of sight to the blind is talking about people that are physically blind, but they are also spiritually blind. And even in the body of Christ, people that are blindness is you don't know. And if you don't, what you don't know can kill you. We know that. So God is saying, I'm going to release revelation, amen, into the body, so that the body can function the way it ought to function, so that you can do the works that I do, and greater works. Amen? Because Jesus knew something. He knew who he was. He knew he was anointed. And he knew how to handle darkness. Amen? To heal the brokenhearted, to set at liberty those who are oppressed... And we read in Acts 10, 38, our God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. So Satan is the oppressor. Not Jesus. Not God. Not the kingdom of light. No. Satan is the one oppressing. So if there's any form of oppression around your life, you know who you know who is behind it. Sickness, disease, lack, not enough, chaos in the family, uh, legal battles, all kinds of issues. That's the works of the enemy. Glory to God. But he has anointed us as sons and daughters to address it in his name. To address it in his name. So I want you to be bold like a lion. Jesus lives inside of you. The lion of the tribe of Judah lives inside of you. (laughs) Ah, You don't understand what I just said. The lion of the tribe of Judah lives inside of you. So when you pray, don't pray like you. Pray like the lion lives inside you. Come on, church. Don't pray like you. Pray like the, the God of heaven lives inside of you. Amen? And he does. Amen. The day you and I gave our heart to the Lord, he moved in. And he hasn't moved out. Glory to God. Woo-hoo! I don't know about you. Since he moved in, he hasn't moved out. And so with that authority, with that, with that awareness that Jesus lives in me, I address the situation. Amen. Amen. You cancer, disappear, dissolve in the name of the Lord Jesus. I command you to wither and to die in Jesus' name. Blindness, I command you to live in the name of Jesus. It's the name of Jesus. And he has given us the ability, the authority to use that name. The Bible says God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every other name. It's above cancer, it's above lack, it's above any sickness and disease that are the mention of the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So open your mouths, lioness and lions, and begin to terrorize the kingdom of darkness. There's sickness that somebody's diagnosed with something in your family. Yes, go to the doctor, get whatever they are doing. But begin to war. Amen? Begin to war. No, we are not going to have this in this house. No, we are not going to have this in this house. In the name of Jesus. And every opportunity you get, you pray and you pray in faith. Expecting Jesus to do what he said he would do. And I've found that he is credible. Amen? He doesn't tell lies. He doesn't have to. Because he is God. Amen. Doesn't have to tell lies. And not only that, he loves us passionately. He heals because he loves. Glory to God. He's our great physician. Another another thing, another works of Jesus, he came to seek and to save that which is lost. Talking about the salvation message that Jesus came. And that's only reserved to the Lord Jesus. None of us can die on the cross. We are not qualified. Only Jesus was qualified. The Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world. So he finished that work and that work is done. The Bible says in Luke 19.10, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. The Bible says in Revelation 13.8, The Lamb of God was slain from the foundation of the world. Glory to God. Let's go to John chapter 5. I need to wrap this up so that I don't stay in week 1 for a long time. John chapter 5. Look at verse 31 and then verse 36. Jesus said, if I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. Verse 32. There is another who bears witness of me. And I know that the witness which he witnesses of me is true. Let me read the New Living Translation. We'll make it a little bit clearer. But someone else is also testifying about me. And I assure you that everything he says about me is true. You have sent to John, and he has come, uh, he has borne witness to the truth. Yet I do not receive the testimony from man, but I say these things that you may be saved. He was The burning and the shining lamp, and you were willing for a time to rejoice in his light. Verse 36. But I have a greater witness than John's for the works which the Father has given me to finish. The very works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. So what I was trying to get us to see there is Jesus is saying the works that I do are testifying that I'm the Messiah the blind see the lame walk the works the healings that you see the salvation message that you hear they are testifying that I am the Messiah amen John chapter 10 verse 25 because of time John 10:25 glory to God is this blessing somebody tonight Jesus answered them and and said, I told you, and you do not believe, the works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. It's the same thing that we just talked about a minute ago. The works that Jesus do bear witness of who he is. So when you and I pray for the sick and they recover, that healing is testifying to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. That miracle is testifying that Jesus is Lord. When you pray for a need and that need is met, that miracle is testifying to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. When you have a legal situation and it's miraculously overturned in your favor, that situation is testifying to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Amen. The works, the very works testify that Jesus is Lord, is who he says he is. Glory to God. John chapter nine. It's getting chilly. John chapter nine, one chapter prior. John chapter nine, let's look at verse one. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciple asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned this man or his parent, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. Are we seeing it now? The teaching, the preaching, the healings, the doings of God, the miraculous manifestations of God are the works of Jesus. And he has called you and I to go and do the same work. Amen. Glory to God. He said that the works of God should be revealed in him. Verse 4, I must work the works of him who has sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Now, Jesus is no longer here, but he's here in you. He's here in me. If God will open our eyes in the spirit, this room is lit up. We are all lights in the name of the Lord Jesus. Because Jesus lives in you and he is the light of the world. (laughs) That light lives in you. Glory to God. The, 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 The kingdom of darkness can tell that you are a son and a daughter of God because you are light. They can see it. It's just that many believers don't believe it. They walk around like this. I'm just barely getting along. I hope I make it. I hope I make it. You need to change that conversation. Better not say that around me. (laughs) Glory to God. And we are supposed to um, encourage one and push one another in the things of God. For the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. As a friend sharpens the countenance of his friend. In that passage that we read, Jesus was talking about this blind man. And Jesus said, no, it's not him that sinned. It's not his father or his parents that sinned, but that the works of God will be demonstrated to him. What, is, what does that mean? Meaning that the blindness will be healed and the father will be glorified in the son. Amen. So it's your job, my job to go out and demonstrate Jesus everywhere we go. There are places you will go that I will never go. There are people that you will contact that I will never contact, and vice versa. So you are the light of the world in that place, in that place of business, in that family. You are the light of the world. Arise as warriors and begin to mark your territory and begin to declare the word of God in your family and begin to declare the word of God in your situation and begin to proclaim even when the pain is still there. Father, I thank you because I believe I'm healed from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. Father, I thank you because my needs are met. And they're looking at you like, doesn't look like your needs are met. Don't worry. It's coming. (laughs) You don't know what I know. That's why you are talking like people that are foolish. (laughs) Glory to God. You are walking by sight. That's what it means to be walking by sight. You are walking by what your five senses are telling you. Glory to God. We've preached on that. We've talked about that. When you operate, when you are interacting with God based on what your five senses are telling you, you are walking by sight. Our job, God's expectation for us is to walk by what his word says. Period. Jesus told Peter... Peter, well, let let me back up. Peter said, if it's you, bid me come. (laughs) And Jesus said, come. And based on that word, come, the man foolishly stepped out of the boat. And I said here before that if you want to see walking on water miracle, you have to get out of the boat. That means you have to get out of your comfort zone, your comfort Christianese. You have to pray for the sick and in, expect God to do it but at the risk of looking foolish. Amen? Amen. Uh, at the risk of looking like you don't know what you are doing but pray anyway. Pray anyway. Pray for the fifth one. Pray for the hundredth one and then miracle breaks out. And then from that on, boom, miracles continues in your life. Amen? We are supposed to see miracles every day. That's Jesus' expectation. <laughs> He didn't give us Holy Spirit Junior. <laughs> the same Holy Spirit that came on Jesus is the same Holy Spirit that's on you. Let's think about that for a second. The same Holy Spirit that worked with Jesus, that was on Jesus, is the same one on you. It's the same one on me. As he lost his power, you know, we talk about the blood of Jesus. He will never lose. It's power it's not just the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the word of God, the father sitting on the throne with all power in his hand. And we are sons and daughters of this God, this great God. His name is Yahweh. His name is Rapha. His name is El Gibor. No matter what situation you are faced with, it's going to turn around. It's going to yield testimony. Amen? Glory to God. Are we getting blessed tonight? Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. The works of Jesus are the miracles, the preaching, the, uh, the, the teaching of the word of God, the, the explaining, the proclaiming of the gospel, which the fivefold ministry is a big part of their work, but they also have the work of, Laying hands on the sick, commanding the devils to leave, establishing churches, establishing works for the apostolic ministry, and declaring what God says as, an, as a prophet. Amen. Amen? So I want us to see tonight that the works of Jesus is your work, is my work. Because he said the works that I do, you will do. And greater works you will do because I go unto the Father. Glory to God. I told us that, let's, Jesus, let's just do the one that you did. And then we we'll worry about the greater works on the, on the other side. But I want all of it. I want all of it. So that means you have to wake up tomorrow. Say, Lord, I thank you for today. Do your prayer time. Lord, I'm available to be used today. Send people my way and I'm going to step out of the boat. Amen. Every day, every day, Monday through Sunday. Every opportunity that the Father brings your way, say sister, can I pray with you? Go into the mall, glory to God. And say, sister, can I pray with you? Can I pray with you? And expect God to do a miracle. If you want to see miracles in your life, you got to do this. You can't sit in your couch and expect miracles. Got to go out there. And when situations come around your family, around your life, you stand your ground. Say, Satan, you are not bringing that here. In the name of Jesus, I stand against that sickness. I stand against that diagnosis. I am not going to receive it. Amen? Amen? Amen. You stand your ground. You are doing the works of Jesus every time you do that. If you look at Luke chapter 7, I, I think I need to wrap up. We are going to pick up from here next week. I want us to pray. Um, You know, you have to practice what you preach. Praise the Lord. If anybody is here tonight and you have pain in your body or sickness or situations that that you want us to pray a prayer of agreement on, we are going to pray and we are going to believe God. You are going to believe God. I am going to believe God. And I'm expecting God to do a miracle. Are we cool with that? Praise the Lord. I apologize. I need to check something real quick. Glory to Jesus. Glory, glory. The word of God produces faith. Produces glory to Jesus. So we are going to pray right now. Remember, It's Jesus doing the works. The Father, Jesus said, the Father in me, doeth the works. And the same way, he has authorized me, he has authorized you. It's not about calling. Thank God for that. There's a place for that. And there's a special anointing that sometimes God will place on people because of their office. But you don't need an office. You're a child of God. Amen. You are born of the Spirit of God. The same Holy Ghost you got is the same Holy Ghost Randy Clark has. The same Holy Ghost you have is the same one that Kenneth Hagin has or had. He's home with the Lord now. All of the men and women that you see doing miracles in Africa, in different parts of the world, they don't have double Holy Ghost. <laughs> it's not twins. It's not triplets. It's the same Holy Spirit. So Father, Holy Spirit, we invite you to come now. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. It's time. Your children are ready. They are primed. They've heard the word, and faith is high. And so, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, every pain under the sound of my voice, every sickness, every disease, for those that are watching from home, I rebuke that pain now. I command it to leave your body in the name of the Lord Jesus I command eyesight to be open in the name of Jesus. I command your omens that have been wacky to come back into alignment in the name of Jesus. I speak to blood disease. Be gone in the name of Jesus. I speak to your muscles to receive the life of God. For in him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines and darkness cannot understand it. Father, I command bodies to be made whole in the name of Jesus. I command bodies to be made whole. I rebuke allergies, seasonal allergies, chronic allergies. I command it to be gone now in the name of Jesus. I speak to your eyesight. I speak to your brain. Every malformation in your brain, I command it to dissolve now, to disappear in the name of Jesus. Lord, I'm going to be bold to step out. And I declare every metal in your body to disappear now in the name of Jesus. I command joints to be made whole. I command joints to be made whole. I command internal organs to be made whole in the name of the Lord Jesus. I command your lungs to receive life in the name of Jesus. I command heart disease to disappear now. Brand new hearts in the name of Jesus I believe the angels of God are here assisting me as I'm declaring the word. So just receive, just receive. I command your back to be healed. Pain in the back, be gone in the name of Jesus. I speak to your vertebrae to receive the life of God in the name of Jesus. Your aortic nerve, your your aortic valve, I command it to be healed now in the name of Jesus. The four chambers in your heart, I command life to come into it. That breathing problem disappear now in the name of Jesus. I speak over your finances. I'm calling forth a transformation, a turnaround in the name of Jesus. I command your finances to receive the life of God. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead. I command your finances to resurrect now in the name of Jesus. I speak the life of God over your family. Every confusion in your family, I speak to sons and daughters that have strayed away from the kingdom. I command them to come now. Come back into the house in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you will raise people that will speak to them. People they will listen to in the name of Jesus. They may not want to listen to dad or mom or uncle or auntie or pastor or or anybody that they know. They may not want to listen to them, but there's somebody that will come across their path. And so, Father, I pray that you go and harvest that field in the name of Jesus. Every prodigal, come back home. In the name of Jesus, I send a homing signal from my spirit to your spirit. Come back home. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I speak to insomnia. Be gone now in the name of Jesus. You are going to sleep like a baby. <laughs> the best sleep you've ever had. In the mighty name of Jesus. I speak life into your flesh. To I command your flesh. Receive the life of God. For if the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. That same spirit will give life or quicken your mortal body. So I speak to your body right now. Hear my voice. Read that I speak life into it in the name of Jesus. Melanoma, I command you to die to wither in the name of Jesus. Every form of cancer, every sickness and disease that has a name. For my Bible tells me God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every other name. That I didn't mention of the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow. So therefore, every sickness that has a name, I address you in the name of the Lord Jesus. I command you to leave God's people in the name of Jesus. I speak the life of God into your family, into your lungs, into your esophagus, into your eyesight, into your brain, into your breathing cavity, in the name of Jesus. I curse multiple sclerosis, I curse cancer, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I command it to wither and to die, in the name of Jesus Lord, I call forth creative miracles tonight in the name of Jesus. Right now, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. You said, if I go and preach this word, you will back it up with signs and following. So, Father, I expect signs to follow right now in the name of Jesus. I speak to pain. Leave in the name of Jesus. You are no match for the name of Jesus. Pain, I command you to leave now in the name of Jesus. Chronic pain, uh, sporadic pain, I command you to leave now. Migraine, I curse you in the name of Jesus. Leave God's people in the mighty name of Jesus. Every inability to be able to function the way God has ordained for you to function, come back in alignment now in Jesus' name. I speak to digestive issues you can't eat the kind of food you like the word of God says I have come that you may have life and have it to the full till it overflows not being able to eat what you want to eat I'm not talking about gluttony. I'm talking about just enjoying basic food I speak to your digestive system I speak life into it right now in the name of the Lord Jesus I command it to come back into alignment, to begin to function in the name of Jesus. Every organ that has stopped working, I kickstart you in the name of Jesus. Vroom, vroom, vroom in the name of Jesus. I kickstart you in the name of Jesus. I command the life of God to come into your muscle. I command the life of God to come into your bones in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Forget about your age. You are receiving a new lease of life in your body, in your health, in your family, in the name of Jesus. I speak over your children, the ones that are serving God, they will go farther and deeper in God in the name of Jesus. The ones that have run away, they are coming back home. In the name of Jesus. I declare life over Global River Church in the mighty name of Jesus. Everyone that's watching me from home, I release the anointing of God from my person to you now in the name of Jesus. I lose the grace of God right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I lose the body removing, yoke destroying power of God over your situation in the name of Jesus. I curse every sickness in your body in the name of Jesus. Deuteronomy 28 tells me sickness inflammation and you can mention it all kinds of sickness all kinds of disease is under the curse of the law and according to galatians three thirteen, christ has redeemed me redeemed you from the curse of the law so that sickness is illegal in your body so therefore in the name of the lord jesus as one of god's servants i address it in the name of jesus i command it to lose your body in the name of jesus And every stranger that my father, everything that my father has not planted, that is growing in your body, that is finding room in your body, that is taking a leave of absence in your body. I eject it now in the name of Jesus. This body belongs to Jesus. This house is God's house. So therefore, in the name of Jesus, sickness, you have no place here. Disease, you have no place here. In the name of Jesus, I release the healing anointing, the healing power of God into your body in the name of Jesus. As you go to sleep tonight, the the word of God and the healing power of God will be working in your body in the name of Jesus until you are made whole and completed In Jesus' name, I decree and I declare a shift in your circumstances in the name of Jesus. Every naughty problem, every problem that I seem to have defied prayer, not tonight. (laughs) In Garobosekedi Arababosia. I stand in the call of God on my life and I decree, I address that foul spirit, that thing that my father has not planted. I approach you in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. I want us to just pray in tongues for a minute. Father, we seal it with the blood of Jesus. We seal it with the blood of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the hosts of heaven that are working, actively working, removing, and re- untying knots in people's life in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare... Open heavens for those that are looking for a job, you will find a new job quickly. I accelerate that process for you in the name of Jesus. In that, a better job, a, a job that fits your qualification, in the name of Jesus. I declare for those that have not seen any promotion financially, any promotion in their job, this is your season in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare promotion in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Oh, Lord, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. I want us to just praise God for what he has done, for what he has done. Let's just lift our hands and praise him. Father, we thank you. We worship you for what you have done. We thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for your word tonight. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. Don't be an unbelieving believer. Don't be an unbelieving believer. It's an oxymoron. They don't compute. You're a believer. You're a child of God. Act like it. Talk like it. Behave like it. That's why I dress like a believer. My papa is a king of kings, the lord of lords. Oh, glory to God. How many have been blessed tonight? Glory to God. We are going to continue next week. Invite friends, invite loved ones, those that were not able to come tonight, please come. And I believe every every evening by the grace of God, as the spirit of God leads, we are going to pray. And I'm trusting God for more words of knowledge uh, on specific situation over people's lives. So come with expectation. Come believing. And come on fire yourself be ignited. So you come ignited, I come ignited with spark. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. One more thing, Father, I rebuke spirit of discouragement, spirit of depression. You are not going to escape tonight. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I command you to leave in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. And whoever that is, when that thing is starting to come on you, you see, you resist it. I resist you, and just like the garbage, you don't want the garbage in your house. Again, you resist. No, I'm, I refuse to be depressed. I, because why do I got to be depressed? My Papa owns everything. Come on, church! Hallelujah! Somebody shout Hallelujah! Glory to God! So. Lord just keeps putting this on me. Uh, A lot of what
1: Pastor's been sharing here about how the enemy attacks us and spirit of darkness, and God keeps saying to me, say, I am never on the defense. The devil has never been able to put me on the defense. I am always on the offense,
2: always. so me and Cameron were actually cracking up because he said, go to the mall and evangelize. And so today, after prayer this morning, we were like, well, let's go. They had mentioned about going to get lunch or something. And I couldn't eat this morning. And so I was like, well, I mean, I can go with you guys, but I'm not going to eat or whatever. And then we were sitting there and um, Trish said, well, let's just go sit on the beach. And I was like, Trish. It's raining. <laughs> like, it's, it's raining. That's not the smartest idea. And so, anyways, we sat down, and we were just, like, thinking. And I had kind of prayed, like, okay, what do we do? I instantly heard the Holy Spirit say mall. So, we literally went to the mall for, I don't know, two hours or so today and evangelized. And there was a girl. Her name was Tatiana. Tatiana. And she is talking about coming to church on Sunday, but you could just tell that there was so much brokenness, but the Lord highlighted her to me. And we were, um, we had gone over where the Sears wing used to be and where they had completely shut it off. And we were praying in the spirit and I started singing and all of a sudden I could not escape this woman. Like it was like, Every time I turned, it was like she was right there, and then she was right there, and then she was right there. And I was like, okay, well, obviously, I'm supposed to pray for this girl. So I walk over to her, and I start talking to her. And I can tell you, this girl had so much brokenness inside of her. But the Lord had me share with her about him leaving the 99 for the 1. And you could just tell, I mean, she busted out into tears, And it was like she felt like she hadn't been seen. She felt like she hadn't been heard. She didn't feel like she could use her voice or anything like that. You could just see it all over her and um, in the spirit. And so we prayed with her, and she was just like so incredibly blessed and thankful that God had sent us. For her, But the craziest part about the whole thing was she wasn't supposed to be at the mall today to get her hair done. She has a hairdresser normally outside of the mall, but they couldn't get her in. So she said last minute she turned around and decided to come to the mall. So it was like God literally, it was a divine setup for God for us to be there to meet her where she was at that exact moment. Because he left the 99 for the one. So I just wanted to share that encouragement with you guys. Don't be afraid to speak up and use your voice.
0: Praise the Lord. One last thing. I, I want to underscore what Ron said. Let's not be on the defensive. Be on the offense. Come on, church. Be on the offense. Speak.
1: Yeah, Uh. me and Michael Stewart went to K&W today. And uh, as we were coming out, there was a gentleman there. He had these. Copper fit things on his hands, and I started asking him. Uh, I said, "Do those things really work?" And he was saying, "Well, you know, I'm I'm hurting really bad." And I asked him. I said, "Well, do you believe you can be healed?" And he said, "What are you talking about being healed?" I said, "Do you believe that Jesus can heal you?" And he said, "Who is Jesus?" And that kind of bothered me there. So I, I carried tracks with me, and it talks about how to be saved. And uh, his wife, every time I was talking, she was moving away. She was moving away. She was scared to death, you know, because I was talking about the Lord. But I did what God told me to do. I presented uh, the truth to him and told him that he could be healed and that he wasn't just, he didn't just poof and appear on this planet. I said, we have a creator and I said, he can heal you, so I asked him to take that track and to read it, and that hopefully he will come to the decision and ask Christ to come into his heart and ask him to, for his sins to be forgiven, and that he starts walking the life that we all have, the freedom that we
0: all have. Amen? We do have a purpose. Praise the Lord. Let's pray because it's already 8:17. Father, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done in everyone's life. Lord, we believe you. We believe your word and we receive the blessings you've released tonight in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I know that testimonies will come forth out of it. And Lord, I thank you for my sisters and my brothers. That they've realized more, I know they know it already, but tonight was just to emphasize and encourage them that they're going to pray and believe God. And we are going to see testimonies come forth out of this. And Lord, I thank you for everyone that's watching from home, our families, our loved ones, Pastor Tom. Thank you, Lord, for what you have done and what you will do next week and the weeks to follow. So, Father, we just honor you tonight. Holy Spirit, continue with us. Continue to do more in our heart. We welcome you. We yield ourselves completely to you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord.